Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 31 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is on doing business in Haiti, and we have an interview of Angelo Bedard. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, a podcast focused on the legal and compliance industry. In today's episode, I'm honored to have Angelo Biard on the podcast to discuss doing business in Haiti and specifically addressing corruption risks. Angelo has nearly or over 20 years prior experience in internal business investment and experience in a variety of industries with a focus on mining businesses and projects. Angelo's career has included compliance and information technology. He has vast experience in developing business projects in numerous countries and with a focus on Haiti and other mining countries. Angelo has provided important consulting services to Haitian presidents and other senior leaders in the Haitian government. Uh, Welcome, Angelo. It's a pleasure to have you here, and I know our listeners will be interested in your perspective on Haiti, business development opportunities, and challenges in the Haitian economy. But welcome. It's great to have you. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Angelo, in today's session, uh, I wanted to focus on Haiti, but I recognize that you also have a lot of international experience in a variety of countries. And I guess one of my, and maybe listeners will be interested in, based on your experience, it seems like there's uh, a lot of bribery risks in the extractive industries, not just mining, but oil and gas uh, in other mining besides gold projects, but like rare earth minerals and other things like this. Can you uh, sort of provide your perspective on why you think bribery occurs, uh, let's say, in that industry versus other industries at a higher rate? Well, Mike, uh, the mining industry in Haiti, the commodity industry has been known for a very long time, but has not been surfaced for until recently in the last 10 years. Now, one of the things that, you know, Haiti and Dominican Republic is the same island, and Dominican Republic being one of the largest gold deposits of the world today, the gold does not sit in the border. So now that we have uh, companies in Haiti that that started to explore and plan to exploit in the near future, this is one of the area of interest for folks uh, in whether government or in other sectors and families and so on and so forth to see this is where they see the money is located. So we see a lot of problem happen in that particular sector. Other countries such as China and other places that are interested to come to Haiti. And that prompted a, an environment uh, of corruption to some, to some aspects. In the country. And there are ways, many companies that are working there, such as Newmont Mining, ourselves, and some other companies, we, you know, it is a very difficult sector for, uh, to, to get into because it requires significant of investment, uh, a lot of patience because mining is not done overnight. Some cases can be between five to 25 years of exploration, just exploration. So it is not an overnight process, 
But now it is well known in the country and appropriate do- document has been provided globally. It is now uh, an area of interest for everyone. But Does that make it, sense? Yeah. They, but, um, I mean, what is, and what is the political situation right now in Haiti in terms of doing business? Is it, um, is it calm? Is it, uh, you know, what's your perspective? Are you optimistic about it? Pessimistic? What do you think? Yeah, I am optimistic about the business, I mean, the business development in Haiti. There has been, I mean, for, for, for decades, it was very hard. Now, different governments in the last 10, 10 years passed through have tried to create an improvement on how businesses are conducted. We've seen significant amount of changes that have occurred. At the same time, you also have some downside. Now, it's not an overnight process, but we see Haiti and a good political development plan and long term. And we see that uh, they are trying, they are trying to accommodate with international standards which for me is a very important step toward development of the country. It is going to take some time uh, before we have an, an environment that is a clear and, and concise for business to be developed. But uh, there are a lot of hiccups that exist today, but nothing that cannot be resolved. If one wants to take the right initiative and pursue the right processes following the right rules of laws, national and internationally, you, can, you certainly can operate in, in, in Haiti. What, um, and, and I forgot to ask you in the beginning of this, but your background, are you from Haiti originally, or you're now in the United States? What, uh, what's your background? Absolutely. I am from Haiti originally. I grew up in, in, in the United States. I have worked most of my, I mean, most of my life here I have not, uh, I mean, my education has been obtained here. And I also know, you know, figure out Haiti is a place, this is my home country, and it gave me an opportunity to go back and assist developing a sector that were, that was not known at the time I went there. But now we are very pleased to see this is one of the sectors that is extremely important for the country, long-term economic development. And, and one of the things that I know you helped with the Haitian government or you're helping, uh, and maybe you could explain this a little bit, is to set up a new mining law to give uh, to develop opportunities. And, and can you describe a little bit of that process and, and why it was needed and, and what role you sort of played in that? Absolutely. The. Haitian mining law is very old. It's from the 1976. And that law has been there for a long time, has not been modified since. So there are a lot of parameters that do not meet business standards today. Uh, myself, the World Bank, Newmont, uh, and others, and the, and the Haitian government have gathered together to decide, and according to, based on the proposal, that has been provided to the Haitian government. The new law was drafted. We all, everybody participated, trying to understand uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the existing law and incorporate the new law to follow the international standard. And that particular law recently has been, two months ago, have been accepted by the Senate unanimously. So right now, the, the thing that is left to be done 
is to ratify that law so that this law becomes the law of the land. So do you, that particular law do you, do you expect that to happen soon, uh, Angela? I think we should, yeah, we should see the new law passes. We expect the new law to be passed. I mean, to be ratified. It's already passed and accepted. We expect it to be ratified within the next 60 days, 60 to 90 days, if not sooner. And, and when you mentioned, uh, you mentioned early on the Dominican Republic has a, a, a vast amount of sort of gold reserves, does, um, in, in your mind and given your expertise in mining, does, does uh, Haiti have the same type of uh, opportunities for, for gold mining in your view? We believe Haiti has a significant amount of opportunities. Already known to date. Uh, some of them is already known to date, already identified. And as a, for example, we are the first, one of the first mining companies that have a license with a resource estimate today roughly um, greater than 600,000 ounces mm. of gold today. And that's considered to be very small in the scale of mining. But the largest company in the world, which is Newmont, has been in Haiti for over 20 plus years. And they have been working and doing exploration for a very long time. Uh, you know, the goal exists. It's just a question of Haiti did not have the opportunity to have a plan, a process to develop that particular sector in order to become a core process of the economy of the, uh, of the economic development of Haiti. Now, this has been identified. The government recognized the value of it. They are trying to come up with strategy to help this particular process develop and be a part of the economic development of this country carry forward. And it seems like, um, uh, you know, we read about all these other countries where there are mining scandals with bribes paid. And what usually happens is, uh, you know, some of the le senior leadership gets involved in the government with sort of the mining industry. Are you, what do you see in terms of institutions that are being set up sort of to prevent that? In other words, you know, like, um, you know, very professional mining uh, regulators who would regulate the permitting, the, the operations what do you see in terms of that, in, in terms of an infrastructure and institutions in Haiti? Great question, Mark. Mike, uh, I think the, the Haitian government have a department called the Bureau of Mine and Energy. This department consists of a, a, a group amount of folks that are well-educated internationally, that are mining geologists and engineers and economists. These folks... They have been working in Haiti for a very long time. They understand the process very well. They understand the landscape. Uh, and right now, I will say the current director general in charge of this particular department, who have worked for that department over 30 years, has been one of the most remar remarkable personnel I have known in Haiti. Uh, he is a man that willing to, that actually was planning on retiring and decided I have the opportunity to make a change of this country, so I am going to be a citizen and help make that happen, and which is admi admirable uh, from him. And he has been very determined, pushing and ensuring the bribery process stopped. 
And I applaud him for a lot of steps that he has took, uh, along with multiple other parties within the department. So we, we think this, that Haiti has an opportunity to develop at this time. Uh, the bribery does exist. You, and don't, I mean, I think you will find it in most countries. You just have to know how to get away from that aspect. In my particular case, one of the key things is once you identify it, stay away from any party that you know that involves money. And if you have been cornered, uh, you know, you need to take appropriate action because we're a U.S. company. Always let people know, uh, you know, there was something called the FCPA regulations. We are very good at saying that and we say it over and over again. And we make it very clear that we are, we cannot operate under these type of processes. And there are rules of law and the mining law is well determined that has to be followed. And that's what we're going to follow. Now, do not expect, I mean, you should expect they will try to sabotage you some, in some ship or orders, but you have to be willing to step forward and, and speak. And one of the things people that expecting why we are afraid of, they're afraid of people who that speak. So if you speak, if you tell the truth, you stay forward and say, okay, this needs to be addressed. They won't bother you anymore because they realize you stand, you stand your ground and they don't like people that stand their ground. But it makes it very hard to operate in Haiti. You have to be patient. If you do not want to participate in illegal activities, briberies, corruption, you must be patient. You have to understand when to ask for a permit so that you avoid bribery, when not to ask for a permit. Because in Haiti is a cyclical process. The best way of operating in Haiti is within the first six months of a government. Because the new minister, the new director general, they do not understand how the corruption practice works uh, yet. At that point, you request a permit, they will give it to you appropriate with no problem. After six months, they figure out how to play you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that we're trying to figure, I mean, we're trying to stay away from that part. So we, we identified when to approach the government and when not to approach the government. In some cases, there are some very, very good government officials that are there to do civil work. And in every basket, there are bad apples as well. So you just have to identify the bad apples and stay away from them. Well, that's, I mean, that's really interesting. And so let me talk a little bit more about that. Um, you also, though, run into, uh, and that's a kind of like at the federal level you're talking about. But what about like if I'm doing mining or oil drilling or whatever, and I have to deal with local governments like a mayor or other things like that, are there also, do you run into corruption risks there where you may get demands for payments and things like that? And how do you deal with that? When you go as a company, I tell everyone, you need to go with a model of, of uh, development, of economic development. And the typical model that is used under the the Gold Council uh, group is that from a socioeconomic standpoint, you as the company, if you are being prompted to do some social service work, you need to have it done via the company, not giving the money to any government officials to do the work. So the government official can tell you, oh, by the way, this building needs to be painted, that church needs to be painted, 
uh, and we think it should help making that happen. Well, if it is a part of socioeconomic development, you can actually assemble your own team or local people and work with them and participate on, actually on uh, painting that building. And by doing, by doing so, you are, not, you are not participating in the bribery and you are not feeding what they are requesting for. Because if you give the money to whoever requested that money in the government, most likely that building will never be painted. Oh, that's interesting. That's that's one thing we always recommend in anti-corruption is never give money or cash. You do things in kind, you know, like exactly. And and what you're saying is you never put money in the hands of somebody in the government for whatever purpose, unless it's the legitimate purpose. And because you correct, yeah, okay, that's so. but uh, and it's interesting that you uh, and I think this occurs in other countries. One of the most important things to do is if you get a bribery demand is to, you know, re- say no. And once the your reputation gets out that you your company is not paying bribes, don't you think that you get fewer people who demand bribes from you? Um, when 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 you get to that position. You know, they, they look at you as, uh, as an outsider. And it's okay. It's not, an, it's not a bad thing being an outsider. It's actually good for you in some cases. Uh, because you set up a certain of rules, you live by them, and you try to remain with them. And you don't have to, you don't have to bribe somebody to get the work done. My, the things I always told uh, government officials, you choose to do that job. You choose to be a director general and get paid $60,000 a year. That's supposed to be a civil servant job. You accepted it, then you live with it because you want to serve your country. It is the same thing with a police officer, right? It is the same thing with a police officer who chooses to be a police officer. Right. You know it doesn't pay a lot of money, but you want to do civil work. So you sit down and do the civil work and you do your job because you love doing what you're doing. So if you don't want the job, then leave it and go work in the private sector and make more money. Right. And that's something they need to learn. And I'm glad a lot of them have learned for, uh, for the last 10 years that I've been there, a lot of them have learned that, yeah, you're right. Uh, some of them even left their job and go to private sector because the right, I always tell company do not feed corruption because if you come and feed corruption, that same party expect me to be paying them as well. And I will not do that. And that will make it very difficult to do business. So the, the easiest way for this country to move forward is yeah. that we combat bribery and corruption. So how do you, um, what are some of the strategies that you use in terms of getting local support, local buy-in, and also federal, you know, the mining department uh, support. What are what are like affirmative strategies you can use to get them to be on your side uh, and support your work and your project, for example? You need to stay. And the key things about in Haiti is that when you say something, you do it. I, example: We said we were going to build a park in Haiti for the, to to get the local people to understand. We said we're going to build a park. 
I personally, at that time, I went there, I spent two weeks with all the physical equipment, sit down with my tools, helping the local people, and we built it all together. Wow. When the people see things like that, they saw, okay, you're not just the guy that just sitting behind a desk. You come here, you sit down on the floor, you're cutting the wood, you are putting together uh, the, the, process, I mean, the steps, you, you are helping with the architectural design, you're putting the lights up, you're doing everything that needs, like everyone is participating, so you are like a part of them. For them, that's enrichment. They feel like they are, you are a part of them, and they welcome that kind of process. So when you go to the government and talking to them, they are very open with you because they realize you are trying to do the right thing without going to the other process where everyone that sits down behind a desk trying to say, oh, go do for me, go do for me. And so instead, you are the one who participate and make it happen physically. So that for them is significant. And that's one step that I use a lot is showing, not just saying it, make it happen and be a part of the execution as it happens. And do you, uh, on mining projects or other projects, business development projects, do you hire locals from Haiti to show your support? You know, in other words, develop their careers or try to help them out in terms of developing their careers? Absolutely. We, have, we haven't done mining yet. We are still in the development stage and uh, uh, more like an exploration toward documentation and exploitation carry forward. But we have, uh, I mean, I would say 90% of people that work there are Haitian. Because mm. we do not apply, I mean, we probably have two, three professionals uh, that are expats, but everyone is Haitian. And does that, that must help in terms of your credibility with the, with the, the community. To, to Absolutely. Yeah. You, you have to create a very good rapport with the community. When school about to open, you need to show support to the local community. You need to be there communicating with those kids, maybe buying them like some supplies and distribute it to the kids one by one. And what we typically do on our side, we will have a, a raffle where we will take up, like for example, we take a, first, a, a, a line of 100 kids that are first graders and we will ask for questions. And whoever answers those questions will have a prize. So those kind of things, it creates a, a community bond between the people, between you and the people. And that community bond is hard to be broken because the people you obtain significant, you obtain uh, respect from the local leaders and from the people at the same time. And that bond is unbreakable. What, uh, and in, in your experience in Haiti, what have been, and, and I'm sure you've seen companies that have been unsuccessful. And if there were like three things you would tell people you cannot do uh, when coming into Haiti and trying to get into business development or in the mining sector or any other sector, what would you say those three things that, are, that people should not do when they go into Haiti? First, I would say stay, and first thing is stay away from bribery and corruption at all costs. That's the first thing, regardless of the structure and how it comes to you. Second thing is, do not use 100% of international, of expat. Make the, make 
work together with the local people and show the development within the environment. Good. And the third thing is be straightforward and honest with the government department you are working with from the beginning. Because by not doing so, you risk of um, being discred discredited in the country. Right. And discredit goes a long, long way in the country. So um, if, let's say, you're, does it help, for example, if you experience a lot of bribery demands? Have you ever gone to people in the Haitian government or to the U.S. Embassy and say, look, we're having troubles here. These people keep demanding uh, bribes. And does, does that ever fix the problem? I don't think it will fix the problem, yes, but it's important as an American company, if you encounter similar kind of issues, you must report it. Right. You must report it to the U.S. Embassy. Uh, whatever the process the U.S. Embassy use, that, you know, that, that's an approach for the U.S. Embassy. But it is important that you disclose it and you, you identify your strategy to prevent it from happening. And for me, my best strategy is uh, the booklet of the FCPA, because that's one thing they do not like to hear about. The FCPA? And it helps the FCPA. The moment you say that, everyone stays away wow. from you. Mm. So if the intent, if they have the wrong intent, you won't, you won't hear from that person for a very, very long time. Right. Now, you also got to understand your action can also damage your business. So you have to be diplomatically approach this situation in a very, uh, in, in, a, in a fair and comprehensive way that when you communicate that, you can you make it very clear the reason why you cannot be a part of this. Is not, they will tell you, oh, we've done this all the time. I said, well, we are exempt from that. We cannot do so because we are certain rules. There are certain rules and guidelines that we have to live by. And by us damaging these guidelines, there are consequences. So it, 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 hard, it is a very tough area when you get to that point, but you have to learn how to communicate that so that you know, it, must, it must stop. Got it. Well, listen, uh, Angelo, thank you for your time. This has been incredibly informative. Uh, we wish you all the luck in your uh, current projects in Haiti and other countries. Now, uh, if listeners, if somebody wants to reach you, um, how can they uh, contact you? If you could give some contact information, that would be great. Sure. Anyone who have any questions can reach me at info at vcsmining.com, or you can always call 667-786-3181. It would be a pleasure to help you navigate via the system in Haiti, whether in mining or any other Sector. And just so I got to, uh, I want to make sure that uh, everybody can hear it. It was info at uh, VCS mining. That's all one word dot com, right? Correct. And your say your uh, say your telephone number again, just in case people didn't hear that. Six six seven. Sure. Six six seven seven eight six three one eight one. Great. Well, thank you again. Uh, Angelo, and uh, we appreciate your time and 
We hope to have you back uh, with us again and to talk about other issues that may come up in Haiti that may be interesting to our listeners. So thank you again. Thank you, Mike. It's always, always a pleasure. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At Ethical Companies, employees believe in the company, they feel vested, and are more productive. As a result, misconduct rates are much lower and financial performance is higher. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.volkoflaw.com, our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com. Let us know how we can help you achieve your goals.